Mom Friend Hotline, how may I help you? Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mom Friend Hotline. It's me, Yasu, your local mom friend. And today we're going to talk about relationships and things that I have learned from them. But before we start, I'm going to make myself a snack because I'm starving. I'm going to eat a persimmon and then I'm going to make some yogurt and obviously some tea so that this podcast would, you know, be the best quality content you get. Um, I'm never going to stop with that joke in case you were wondering. I finished eating my persimmon, so now we are good to continue. How have you guys been? How have your past few weeks been? You know, have you been mental health-wise? Have you been doing with the corona situation? Anyway, let's get into this week's topic, which was relationships and things that I have learned from my past relationships. And I'm going to move to the sofa because this chair is squeaky as frick. So um, I, you probably don't hear like half of the background noises that I hear because my headphones are incredibly sensitive when I'm recording, but still. So um, with re- see, again, with the wind, I'm sorry. With my past relationships, I mean not only my um, like love interest relationships or <laughs> partner relationships, but also friendships and um yeah so don't you confuse the term relationships simply with like my exes or something like that because that's not what I want to talk about here um or that's not what I want to focus on because it's quite intimate and um and I don't want to focus just on that because I feel like I've learned just as much as from my past relationships um with like old partners of mine than from old friendships for instance that are either still active or that just have kind of faded out so um yeah where to start off with um first of all my philosophy is that every single relationship with another human teaches you something throughout your life meaning that every single encounter and relationship that you have throughout your life, whether it might be a friendship, an enemyship, or a relationship, whatever ship it might be, uh, teaches you a lot on how to sail on the wide sea that is called life. (laughs) Why was that so philosophical? But you get what I mean. Um, And I I seriously think that. And that's why I tried to take every opportunity or see every situation as an opportunity to learn especially I feel like all the like most negative situations have taught me the most because obviously you learn to cherish from like positive experiences and you learn a lot about yourself but you I feel like you learn even more about yourself in the situations that might have been the most uncomfortable or the most negatively loaded like negatively with emotions loaded with emotions and um yeah and these relationships like seriously from the day that you were born until the day that you die probably like for instance I don't remember my dearest friendships from when I was in kindergarten 
and I, I do remember like names and faces if I look at pictures. I can't say that I remember much about playing with Hannah in fourth grade, no fourth grade, <laughs> Hannah in kindergarten when I was four years old, uh, even though we apparently were best friends then. But uh, but from like the school school periods onwards, maybe I should do this like chronologically, like things I've learned in different stages of my life. I think that would be like a good good example. Even though I'm very young, but I still feel like I've learned a lot, a lot in my life. So um, I went to school. I started off. I was in um, nursery and first grade. Uh, primary school oh my god it's seriously lots of words right now I was in the first grade of primary school in Belgium because that's where I was born and where we lived at the time and I did get some friends from there well obviously I, well, I had a lot of friends but I'm not in touch with most of them like to, on a day-to-day -day basis I do follow a lot of them on Instagram or like we follow each other and and uh, with some of them we are more active, or I am more active with them than with others. And um, it's been really nice to reconnect after so many years because there was like a very long period when we didn't really talk or I didn't really know anything about their lives. And it's been great to see how they've really grown up and to what kind of human beings they've turned out to be. And uh, that has been very fun. But as said, I was only a year in that school so and we were so young that I don't you know obviously think of or I didn't maybe learn from there as much as I could have but I definitely have learned or as I said it has been fun to reconnect later on and it's kind of like finding a new friendship because you're completely different persons from what you were when you were like six years old but still obviously have the same certain same characteristics etc so yeah so after first grade we moved into Finland and I went um, to a Finnish school here for a year and made some friends there that later on also came to the same high school as I did but same thing there I was only there for a year so obviously I made friends when I was there and then we kept contact for maybe like a few years and and saw each other at their, like, summer cottages or stuff. Uh, but still, it was only a year, so I didn't really form lifelong-lasting friendships from there. But what I did learn um, was that we girls had so much drama. Like, oh, my God, we were, like, seven. I was seven years old. Uh, everybody else was eight because uh, in Belgium you start school a bit earlier. Um, and I just remember I played so much with the boys because we only paid, played like ice hockey or hockey, like just <laughs> without ice, like just, um, yeah, hockey with, I don't know, football or a tennis ball or something like that. And I remember I was so glad that the guys really like took me in, even though at the same time they were like, ew, girls are like, you know, it was that, that time of age. But, um... I definitely was more of a tomboy in that age, so it felt also more normal to associate myself with the boys. But then I changed schools in third grade and went to ESH, where I was for many years. And I feel like where I've learned the most is definitely in ESH, both of myself and of other people. 
and it's also where I've made some of the best friendships ever. Um, and yeah, definitely learned a lot about myself and a lot about others. The other one, like if I would have to put like in the top three where I've learned the most would be definitely in ESH as number one. And as number two would be um, the other Finnish school where I went to in high school, which was Suk. If somebody doesn't know, literally probably everybody who listens to this are my friends from either either of those schools. So uh, great to be talking about this, guys. <laughs> you might hear me mention you, but I'm not going to talk about anybody by names, except I mentioned Hannah, Hannah when I was four years old, but I don't remember her last name. So um, and I have no idea where she lives now. But anyway, um, yeah, so I went to third grade. Why am I breathing this loudly? Hold on. Okay, let me calm down my pace. So I went to ESH in third grade, and it was a very small school. Uh, still is a very small school, but a lot bigger than it is. it was when I started there. Um, we had a lot of classes that were put together, Meaning that we were, seriously, there was maybe like 20 of us in the whole of, well, no, there was maybe a little more, 22 and all of like primary, third grade, fourth grade, fourth grade and fifth grade. And this included both the English and the French section. Um, Yeah, I've made, oh my God, it feels so crazy to think I've made so, so good friends from there. Um, and some that I was friends with then and then wasn't maybe, or like we cooled off in between and then are now friends again, um, or then just simply have been friends from like the first beginning or then just having friends, but are maybe as close as we used to be. But in general, I got so many different friendships from there and learned so much from them. Um, one of my bestest friends Right now, hi, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I'm sure you know who you are <laughs> from uh, ESH. Um, yeah, sending hugs. Anyway, um, she she and I were still not really good friends, but we were good friends then. But we were in different classes. She, is one, she was one class like younger than me. And obviously she had her own friends and I had like my own friends kind of from the older group, so to say, but everybody still like talked to each other and were friends with each other. But I remember from that specific friendship, I learned so much about jealousy because for some reason I was very jealous of her friends at some point. And in the way that I think it's also normal at some, some point, you know, when you, you kind of choose a best friend in a way that isn't necessarily like your you don't think of them as your best friend but um she definitely was a close friend of mine we played tennis together and like you know went and had sleepovers at each other's places and so forth and then uh later on we had this friend group where we play, we played this great game that I'm not going to get into but this imaginary game where we were like different animal characters And um, so uh, obviously this friend of mine got new friends when they came new people to the school. And I was also obviously friends with them as well. But since she was one class younger than me, 
and the new incomers were also either her age or younger, they found an easier connection, I think, with her than with me because I was also a very stubborn kid. And um, she was also more energetic and more like didn't care about what ev- like others think when I was more like a, an A student who wanted to be kind of the role model to the class, like the big sister or so, because I usually was the oldest in the class. Um, so yeah, I remember I, I learned a lot about like how to deal with jealousy and how to really, you know, accept like <laughs> that your friend can have other friends. It sounds so silly, but it's something that you really have to go through to overcome it. And I think it was, I was more like jealous of the fact that I wasn't getting most of the attention, but she was maybe, she maybe had like her own kind of best friend in a way. Obviously, like we were good friends and she liked hanging out with me and we liked hanging out with each other. But I feel like we've really connected only like later on in life when she switched schools and we didn't talk for a while. But then I don't even know how we like reconnected, but we did. And I think we're now like better friends than we've ever been. And I'm so grateful for that friendship and I'm all the things that it's taught me. I feel like it's also obviously like through memories and the fact that we've known each other since we were very small uh, brings us together. But I feel like we've also become like more similar in the things that we like and um, the things that we enjoy doing. Like we both love reading a lot. So (laughs) I remember we went on a trip a few years back. Was it last? No, not last summer, but the summer before that. We went on a trip and a lot of what we just did was reading. Like we just sat beside each other and read and I loved it so much because it was just, it was so great because we were so comfortable with each other and we've known each other for so long and it was just like, you know, we didn't need to do anything more special than just sit beside each other and read for like five hours in the sun and my friend got burned and I was like, you know, like put some sunscreen, honey, like you're going to burn. And she was like, no, no, I never burn. And then she burned and I was like, oh my God, you're going to get skin cancer. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I feel like that's also something that don't like give up too easily on friendships because sometimes you just need the space and the time to grow apart so that you can grow together, you know, as as good friends again and also obviously what time has taught me is that friendships come and go and sometimes they tend to fade away but that doesn't mean that they're gonna be gone forever it just means that you guys might need some time apart and um you know do your own things maybe you've been like hanging (laughs) hanging out way too much with each other or maybe maybe you've just like grown apart from the friendship where you were but that doesn't mean that you can't find each other again after a few years or many years when you have that base ground where you started off like you you have that friendship and that's not just something that disappears even though you'd be like if if they would do something incredibly hurtful for you to you incredibly hurtful to you or like something that you think that you can never forgive them for but if it's somebody who you've known for incredibly long um and maybe like from your childhood like with my friends in from ESH that's just that timeline that you have with them is something so special that it's also 
kind of a reason to reconnect with them. Obviously not always, but I mean, like, you get what I mean. It's just something that brings you together in a way that other things might not, like with a friendship that you've only had for a few years versus a friendship or a person who you've known for over 15 years of your life. So that was like third grade. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I've also learned to let go of friendships. Um, and I've learned that no matter how much you would want to see the other person, if they're not willing to put as much effort into it, um, or if you're doing the the job all the time, if you're the one who's always always um, trying to schedule to hang out like with a group, it's really difficult to get like people together and sometimes it's just okay to let go and know that they might come back someday or that when you, I know that I have more energy, I can reach out to the people again and be like, hey, like, do you guys want to, do you guys want to hang out? <laughs> no, but there was, we had this, um, this friend group from when we were like the OG, OG ESH people. Um, <laughs> and um, we did hang out like, not like quite a lot, but you know, like regularly. But then we started going a bit our separate ways once we started studying. And I totally get that because I my life has been so hectic recently. And I can just imagine how other people's lives have been. And especially since like I also left ESH, obviously I wasn't going to see the people as much all the time and uh, so forth. But I would really hope that we could we could meet up someday. I should actually probably message message uh, them once Corona is over if we could if we could hang out because we always have a blast and I feel like the people I've known from ESH since I was like eight meaning when I went to ESH for the first time have all become like my sisters and brothers because I've known them for 12 years currently and it's not just something that you know goes away like it feels like it could be I don't know five or seven years since I haven't seen one of like one of the people from ESH but still when I see them or if I've if they're from the OG core so to say it's just I don't know the memories just connect you in in a completely different way than if it's somebody that you bump into that you went to high school high school with and maybe talked like with a few times but you know you've only known them for a few years so it's not it's not going to be the same as knowing somebody and growing up especially I feel like it's the growing up part which which really hits differently because you go through childhood together and you go through puberty together and especially that school was a very tight-knit school because we were so few that we really like there was no hiding in a way like if you weren't nice to people you were just going to be alone basically because there were so few of us that you really you had to get along with everybody somewhat in order to have somewhat of a coherent friendship base. Um, and I think that that's something that has taught a lot. It's taught a lot of resilience and it's taught a lot of um, how to communicate with people. It's also taught me how to be more straightforward with people because there was quite some drama in that school. And... Um, I've tried to be the no bullshit type of person, but I know that I've also been involved in drama. 
and I'm not sorry for that and I'm not what well, it's not sorry is the wrong word I'm not I don't regret it because those are the parts that I've learned from the most because they've taught me what what hurts me the most and what kind of person I don't want to be and what kind of people I don't want to surround myself with and it's also taught me to see like the bad sides of my friends partly and that no matter how nice a person can be or how cool or how what how how much of a good time you can have with them um you can still like they can still hurt you and that you don't have to tolerate that anyway also it's crazy because at the same time as i said we've known each other for 12 years with the people from esh more or less with some it's maybe like 10 years or five years or whatever no more than five anyway um Yeah, uh, so we've either grown more together through growing up or then we've drifted apart because we've grown up to become different people. And I feel like the best friendships that friendships that I have are the ones where um, we necessarily weren't the best friends like in the beginning of school year. But then once we started growing up, we started noticing more and more like similarities between us. And that's really what brought together because we had both the memories and then the same like interests that, you know, made us friends. Okay, I don't want to use one direction as an example. But <laughs> one direction. <laughs> um, but no, but seriously, you get like you get what I mean. Yeah. And the saddest ones are the ones where you were really close but then just drifted apart. But that's also part of life and it's completely normal. And it's um It's also great to learn how to let go. I also had my first um, boy drama in ESH. Oh my god! I seriously, people, I I crushed so easily on on people, and I didn't even realize this until like later on. But I had so many crushes when I was in ESH, and I know that if there are people from ESH listening to this, you're like, who might you have had a crush on? Literally everybody. No. <laughs> Not really, but I do feel like we were such a tight-knit group. We've talked about this with with um, some of my friends that literally probably everybody had a crush on everybody at some point because there was only a handful of us. And, you know, so <laughs> so seriously, no. But um, I had my first, first big crushes there and first boy dramas, and um, they definitely taught me so much oh my god um just yeah I um learned so much in both the good and the bad ways obviously we were very young and probably would do things very differently now um but I think the best thing that I learned from that boy drama or my first relationship or she can't even call it that but <laughs> first relationship and all of that was that communication is so essential and that I don't know I feel like I didn't maybe communicate my thoughts and feelings the best way and I don't think that um the other side necessarily did either I'm not blaming anybody because I said we were so young 
but it's something that, as I said, has taught me a lot, um, both to communicate, like to, to communicate better myself, but to also insist that the other person communicates to you exactly what they think and exactly how they feel and that there's no bullshit. And I've especially learned that if a definite, um, if to a question of are you interested in me or do you have a crush on me or whatever especially the are you interested in me if it's not a definite yes it's a no and I should both know this in my own like my own thoughts if somebody asks that from me but also in the same way the other way around if the other person doesn't automatically why did I get a British accent if the other person doesn't automatically answer with a yes it is a no um (laughs) should I start talking with a British accent no um yeah so if it's not an automatic yes it's a no folks that can change that can definitely change that happened to me I had a very definite no um for a guy and half a year later I was like fuck yes why did I say no (laughs) why did I say no um yeah that's another story we're not going to get into that but learn learn the importance of this scale people and yeah as I said I don't want to get too much into this because uh because I don't want to that's it there's not enough listeners for this to to make you feel like it's 98% strangers listening to this but I I know it's my friends listening to this and you've either heard the stories or then I don't necessarily know you well enough for you to to know these stories in intricate detail but that's definitely something that I learned learned from my first relationships um or like boy drama in general was that communication is key, and if it's not a yes, definite yes, it's a no. Um, and I say this, as I said, both from my own part and from the other person's part. Also, how to deal with breakups. And, uh, yeah, how to deal with breakups. Oh, my God, I'm just reminiscing, like, all the things that happened then. Wow, that was a year full of drama, people. Year eight. Jesus Christ. Uh, year full of drama. <laughs> anyway, there was also like, yeah, a lot of other years that were also filled with drama. I don't know. There was a lot of drama in ESH, folks. Um, both good and bad, but I feel like it's also, as I said, we're, we're so such a close-knit um, group and you had to be friends with everybody even though they were a pain in your ass. And I know I was definitely a pain in some people's asses. <laughs> And I'm sorry for that, but hey, that's my personality. Some of you guys really bummed me out as well. <laughs> Deal with it. Mm, talking about e, oh my god, talking about ESH, there was also like a prime example of how um, might not necessarily necessarily have been the bestest of friends in school, but with time apart, you grew not grow together, but you find more things in common. I recently reconnected with an old friend from ESH, actually like this this past month or so, I bumped into her, bumped into her randomly on a walk and uh, we've been seeing each other a few times, well, that sounds like we're going on a date, no, I mean like we've been hanging out a few times and uh, like nothing, not not much, but I feel like it's, it's just crazy, I feel like we have so much more in common now that we did in school 
at like high school. And I know it's because um, she she is very different now than what she used to be in eighth grade. But, well, obviously people grow and stuff. But still, I, f- I feel like it's, obviously I recognize her and obviously she's the same person, but there are like, there are, some of her personality traits are so much more, are so much more visible that were completely hidden in like eighth grade. And they're the personality traits that connect more with me and that have the most similarities with me. And I feel like it's been great. It's been really nice to reconnect. And uh, it's been really nice to, I don't know, yeah. It's just, it's made me kind of happy. And uh, I hope that we can continue to stay connected. And I feel like those are like the best ones, best friendships, as I said, that you reconnect after, after not necessarily being like the bestest of friends. Seriously, I feel like ESH is best described as a huge sibling group. Um, Don't think of it as, you know, there were people dating each other, but a huge sibling group. And obviously there was going to be fights. Obviously there was going to be like people not getting along, but you you have to get along because you're with the, you see the same faces every single day and they're your only friends. So you get along or you're alone. Um, and I feel like that's quite a lot like with your family. Sometimes your siblings can be such pain in the asses, but you just have to get along with them. And that's basically ESH, but and just yeah, explain the easiest way possible, basically. So ESH was full of drama. I learned a lot. I feel like I grew a lot also there, but uh, it's be more like reflecting on the time there later on that has like I feel like ESH has given me some of the best long lasting friendships and that I'm eternally grateful for uh, and it's given me a safe environment to grow up as a child and the relationships that I had there were it was a safe environment for me to have those relationships and have that drama um which necessarily might not have been if it would have been like a huge school. I feel like there wasn't very much bullying in ESH. There was, and it was talked about, but it wasn't the same way as if there had been a big class of 30 people per like year. And well, that, that's not necessarily even a big class, but you know, it's, it's still a bigger class than having like three people in third grade. Anyway, 30 people... And there, obviously, there's going to be more people picked at. Um, And I feel like now there were a lot of lonely people, and there definitely probably still are more lonely people that aren't maybe the ones that fit in, you know, the best to the group or or so forth. But, okay, this is a subjective feeling, but still, I feel like people weren't picked out on in the same way as in bigger schools and as in bigger, yeah, there was definitely bullying, but I feel like it was more, it was easier talked about and it was easier like that you sat down with the teacher and the pupils and you went through it and then the students were like, okay, this is bad. We're not going to do this again. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I was a blue eyed little straight A student and uh, wasn't aware of the bullying. But I tried at least to, you know, stop it if I saw, saw it there in the corridors and stuff. So. Flash forward to eighth grade. I have no idea how long I've talked. Flash forward to ninth grade and I switched schools. Okay, here is also where we're so grateful for ESH because I 
was a lemon in a pile of limes. Basically, when I went to that school, I was so different in the way that ESH was like the structure of the school, first of all, is completely different to like a Finnish school. Also, like the friendships and etc. were so different than in like Finnish school. And the first time I switched to a Finnish school, I got to see the reality of a Finnish school. Wow, what a surprise. No, but this sounds like it's not a big deal, and it's not a big deal. But coming from a school where the main language is English, everybody comes from a different background, and it's like really exotic. In a way, it's really interesting, at least for me. Every time there was a new pupil, you're, you could never guess where they came from. Even though like, like in the French section, you couldn't be like, oh, they're probably from France. No, they come up and they're like, no, I'm from Brazil. You know, like you could never know where the person was from originally. And in Finnish schools, 95% of the people are Finnish. So, uh, or probably 99% of the people are Finnish. And, they're, and also 99% of the people are white. Maybe it's gone down a bit, but the majority are still white people. Whereas in ESH, it was like mixed. Like there was like Finnish people were a minority and a strong minority. Okay, maybe now when there's like the Finnish section, it's more like they've the population has grown a bit, but still like it's definitely not a majority. Whereas in Finnish schools, obviously it's a majority. So that was obviously not like I wasn't... I wasn't expecting, you know, the same situation as an ESH, obviously. But me coming from, like, that background and being very open to new situations and open to starting conversations and being very social and speaking four languages fluently and, you know, just coming from this, like, completely different environment and then being thrown into the Finnish school where most of the people speak... Well, that was a language school, so most people did m- maybe speak a few languages, but primarily Finnish, were necessarily not the most social and not the most open-gazed people in the planet, um, and like took a while to warm up. It definitely did take me a while to get friends, but not very long because I was very social and I was kind of forced my way into friendships, and I think that it was actually very well taken in or very welcomed by the people, not everybody, but by (laughs) half of the class um, to have like a different face and to see somebody who says social and gets along with almost everybody. The only people I didn't get along with were the people who are like, fuck you. So um, why would I want to get along with them? You know? And I feel like that's also totally normal. There are people in life who just or just are not going to like you, and there's nothing that you can do. And that's something that I'm also very grateful for. You know, all the people who were like, fuck you, when there wasn't much of them, but, you know, you you can you can feel it. The people who didn't like me, thank you so much, because you've taught me so much about um, what kind of person I don't want to be, also what how to, like, deal with it, because I was used to the fact that people liked me, and um, that... Yeah, I was a like person and, uh, you know, teachers like me and parents like me and usually the kids like me and I could get along with basically everybody. And then suddenly I'm in the situation when where some people just don't like me and don't have an interest in talking to me for no apparent reason and they don't even know me and talk shit about me. Um, 
without even knowing me. And I'm like, uh, okay, what is this? Like the new situation? Hello? Um, why do you not like me? Excuse me? What is this? <laughs> no, just kidding. But it was a bit like, okay, how do I deal with this? Like how, how do you like, how do you ignore that? How do you ignore the feeling of like somebody not wanting to get to know you because you're not cool enough, you know? Um, and I feel like that was something that taught me quite a lot. And as I said, of a person, I definitely, that was like, okay, I definitely don't want to be a person like that. Um, but also was like, okay, well, this is a great opportunity to be like, I'm not going to give a shit. I'm not going to give a shit. And uh, I've tried to lop that attitude throughout that ninth. I feel like ninth grade was the hardest. Oh, Jesus Christ. High school was so much better. But ninth grade, obviously everybody was find, trying to find themselves and trying to show off and be something that they necessarily were not. And uh, these people who were maybe not the nicest in ninth grade have definitely matured and, and um, become different people now. And yeah, like I've even, <laughs> I even talked with some of them in high school and like, you know, in different activities and, and uh, kind of formed like a not a formal relationship, more like not an acquaintanceship with them. And um, that also like taught a lot. But yeah, that was definitely a shocker. Also, there was more like of an English section in Souk. And I, oh my God, God bless you people. I think it was mostly girls. Also in general, Souk was mostly girls or 60, no, what, 70% and then 30% guys. Um, but anyway, that was also, that was, that was also something that saved me. They were not in the same class as me, but in a different, I know that some of you listen to this podcast. Hello, you know who I'm talking about. Um, so they spoke English with each other and I just hopped in there and they were like, oh, great. Another English speaker. And it was, it was great because, you know, there was like a different bond. It was like, oh, we speak English, uh, not, not like excluding anybody, but you know, it was, you're like, yay, somebody else speaks English. Um, and they were very warm and welcoming and incredibly nice and still are like incredibly awesome people. And that really helped me integrate with the, with the satiety. No, but if you had like, for, for instance, we had gym class with them and other classes, I don't even remember what, but yeah, those. And, uh, I don't even, who did I hang out with? I don't know. Anyway, um, with a lot of people, but so, um, it was also great to find like, I don't want to say nor like normal people, but you know, like to find people that were relatively similar. And I mean this in the best way possible. Obviously everybody is individual and have their own interests and etc. But everybody was Finnish. You know, Finnish culture, being grown up in a Finnish family, etc. You didn't have like people coming from Brazil or the other side of the world in general or from like every single different country in Europe, which is also fantastic. Don't get me wrong on that. But it was kind of a lot of the same mass of people. And that was also something very nice to experience. And it was, it felt great to blend into that mass and to just be one of the so many classmates that that we had um and also to feel like what it what it's like to not necessarily be the main character and not be the one who's always best at everything in school I'm not saying that was what I was in ESH but literally there were seven people in my class I think there were less I think yeah at least in the last year where I was 
and uh, if some of them skip classes, then one of them maybe gets like mostly sevens, one of them gets mostly eights, and if I get mostly tens, then obviously I'm going to be the best in the class because then there's the few people who skip class, you know? Like I'm going to be in the top tier or the top 10% of the class because there is literally seven people when in my new class there were like 37 people, you know? You get the difference. And then they're all A students because... Suki is a very high standard school. So yeah, definitely it was it was also nice to drop down into the oh you're not in the top tier section. And it made me work harder and push harder and want to learn. And especially my finish was crappy in the first few years. So obviously I had to work work on with that as well. But I'm also very thankful on how people really welcomed me and that was also a completely new situation. I hadn't had to make friends when I didn't have like any friends since third grade. And I was dropped into the worst part of teenage life into trying to find new friends. I cried the first day when I started school in ninth grade. I went to the bathroom and cried. Yes, I know that's a huge cliche, but that's what I did. And because I was so nervous and anxious and all of that. Um, but the people were really nice to me in the end. And and I did make friends quickly, so it wasn't a question that. There was actually one one girl who I did know from before. Like, we had a, um, uh, her cousin was my friend from Belgium. It was, like, the weirdest thing ever. I was like, wait, we've met each other for, like, a few years ago at your cousin's summer cottage. And uh, that was a great start because then I <laughs> I had somebody that I knew there. Uh, and it was easy to to, like start a conversation with her and with like her friend group and then it was easily I easily integrated into her friend group and I feel like in high school it just like I bonded even more obviously because the the more years that pass the better friends you become in high school I also found another friend group of a bunch of girls who are I feel like we we are gonna stick together we're gonna we're gonna be the ones who are still at 80 going to be going to be meeting up and hanging out and talking constantly like we don't shut up for a second you have to interrupt if you want to speak and um and I love them so much I love them to bits and those friendships have also taught me so much because that specific friend group has taught me how to have fun how to not to give a shit about what other people think and to do what makes you happy and to follow your dreams and to really be exactly who you are yourself a hundred percent and um yeah they've shown me how to uh they how do I say this that you can be yourself a hundred percent and still have the complete support and love from your friends no matter what you do no matter if you're going to be an asshole they're still going to be there for you no matter if you're going to cry they're going to cry with you you know just the most genuine and best support I've ever received from a friend group and I'm so thankful for them and I'm so happy so happy that I have them and uh, it feels great that we've all gone like se separate ways obviously after high school and everybody studies different things or are applying for different things but we still there's something that holds us together there's something that unites us even though we're very different personalities and I love that. I love how well we work together and how well we get along with each other. And it's fantastic. Also, that friend group has kind of um, taught me what kind of friendships I want in the future. Like what, what is 
the ideal friendship in a way. What is what I'm getting out of a friendship? From high school, I've also learned what a toxic friendship can be like or what's something, what's a friendship that doesn't give as much as it takes. And that's also something that I'm very thankful for. I feel like you just have to go through all of these different friendships and relationships in order to find out what kind of a person you are, what kind of a person you want to be, and what kind of person you want to be portrayed as, because that's definitely something that high school has taught me. Once again, high school relationships taught me communication, the key of communication, but I handled this better than when I was 13, Um, and Uh, yeah, I feel like there was very good communication in that relationship. And um, that's something that I'm very proud of for both of the parties involved. Um, yeah, we, we were very communicative and uh, that was great. Yeah, that's, that was a, it was a good relationship, which sadly just didn't, didn't work out, but um, definitely have good memories from that. Anyway, what else? Was there something else from high school? Yeah, just learn to really grow. The, um, the friend group that I talked about just taught me how to just, they kind of, they were the support that I needed in order to become independent and become, to like really bloom as the personality that I've become. And uh, that's completely great. And yeah. Obviously, there were a lot of different friends from different different parts, but I feel like that was very the really the core group. And then otherwise, I'm I'm thankful for the um, how big of a high school I was in, simply because it taught how taught me how to get along with so many different people and how to read situations better and how I want to act in those situations. And even though I can read situations very well, that I can just sometimes shut it off and ignore the signs you know, that I'm reading and just, you know, be myself and not give a crap about what other people think. What's the time? I feel like I've babbled for hours. Yeah, I have babbled for hours. Anyway, yeah. So that that I'm definitely grateful for. Very definitely. And obviously also time has just made the friendships better. And especially time after high school when I'm not seeing the people every single day. Yeah, when I'm not seeing people every single day, I feel like especially with two of my friends, we've we've bonded like even more after high school just because we've gone more of our separate ways and now we have separate problems that we can share with each other and support each other and really just be there for each other. And I feel like that's also something that's very magical in a way, but no, but really, yeah, really also ties more ties us more together. Obviously, the memories that we have from high school is a good base where to bond off from. But then we're like, I feel like a good balance in friendship is that you're um, different enough, but at the same time have enough similarities and have the same ground where to start off, you know? Like you, you can't be too similar or otherwise you're just gonna end up fighting all the time. Like you have to have a a good balance like with I feel like with all of my friendships like the closest friendships I have we have a lot in common but then we have still something that's makes us quite different in like personalities and that's why it clicks the best also that's something that can obviously cause fights but that's completely normal and that's what life just sometimes does 
I was supposed to talk very calmly in this podcast, but I haven't done that. I've talked quite fast and, you know, maybe I can slow down when I'm talking now to my last bit about university and current relationship. So I'm a very relationship person, and I mean now as relationship with a partner, uh, a romantic relationship. I'm not, I've never been the one that would have a crazy single life and stuff. Like I, I love dating and I love everything about dating, but I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not a one night stand girl in the way that I could just do that like all the time when I'm single. I just, it's, it makes me too anxious. It makes me too anxious. Um, I would rather trust the person and bond a friendship first before doing anything else or just yeah in general I have to trust the person in order to become more intimate with them um I've been scared too much with all kind of rape murder stories (laughs) so (laughs) so I've been coached into being a relationship person and I feel like my parents are very grateful and happy for that but um yeah I've learned so much so much from my current relationship with Jay and I'm, I can never be grateful enough for that. And I'm sure that he has learned also as well. We're very different people, very different people from our personalities. I'm incredibly social. Jay is not as social. Um, and he's definitely an introvert, whereas I'm an extrovert, but we have the same ground basis. We have the same morals, I suppose. And, um, like the same, yeah, I don't know, I can't, it's hard to describe, but like, it's, we have a same ground where it's easy for us to sprout in a bit of a different directions, and we complete each other, you know, (laughs) you know, in a a classic way, Mm. but that was definitely a tough one, because I'm used to talking to introverts and stuff, but Jay, Jay was definitely a next, next level introvert, at least in the beginning, and that has taught me very, very much, and, um, there was once again a different type of personality that I hadn't met before, and it intrigued me. And here we are, almost two years in our relationship, still going strong. Um, yeah. So, but I feel like that's also like the first, like, this is my first like really real serious relationship, you know. So obviously, you're gonna learn like the most from your first really long-lasting relationship and when I mean like really really long-lasting I mean like over a year Mm, I feel like you really need like over a year with a person um yeah before you before you really start to bond with them and this can be like you could you could have been friends for a year before that it doesn't have to be like that you're dating but just knowing the person for over a year at least before before uh yeah I feel like that's when you learn the most Anyway, but that's just my opinion. So uh, in university, I feel like the most I've learned is how to balance being independent and having your own time versus hanging out with friends because you're not seeing people every single day. And that was very difficult for me at first, especially when you have to, once again, make friends from scratch, like from zero, no friends. And then suddenly you have to try to meet with so many people and talk to as many people as possible so that you could find your own friend group. I was incredibly lucky that my tutor group became my friend group and I didn't have to do so much expanding outwards. Mm. 
because I really wouldn't have had the social energy to do that last year. Um, but also I feel like with my university friends, it's taken me a year before I've actually started to bond them, bond with them like very, very well. Like obviously we were friends, yes, but any relationship takes time in order for it to get good and in order for it to get special. And it's the memories I feel like lose the friendship together. Wow, that was so deep. No, but that's that's definitely something. And it was also, once again, like a cold shower when I was like, oh yeah, I have to make friends from zero. Um, yeah, that was definitely not tough, but it was, it was, yeah, it was a challenge, let's say so. Once again, I was incredibly thankful for that my tutor group was as fantastic as what it was. Um, but yeah. It was definitely a place to learn about myself and to learn about my friends. And the best part has been really finding the balance between your own time and time with friends and how do you, yeah, how to find the a good balance in between those two and that you don't overexhaust yourself because even though I'd love to see my friends, it might be better for me to just stay at home for you know, a night and just go early to bed and sleep well because I've been studying a lot instead of seeing my friends, which is also great, but also doesn't let me charge my batteries in the same way. I do charge my batteries while socializing, but if I also easily over-socialize with people and then drain my battery. I know, I'm weird. Like, I'm an extrovert, but I'm also an introvert. I'm an ambivert. Welcome to the world of an ambivert. I have rambled for probably almost an hour. You guys, my throat is so dry, and I'm surprised that my neighbors aren't complaining to me because there are little kids downstairs. But usually the voices can be heard more like on the upper floor than the lower floor. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, kids downstairs. Um, I've probably been shouting here. Jesus. Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast, which was incredibly long. <laughs> sorry for that. Maybe I'll edit it a bit shorter or probably not. Uh, at least you have stuff to listen to. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, uh, it would mean a lot to me if you subscribed and gave this five stars on Apple Podcast. And maybe leave a little comment. I can maybe, uh, it would make me very happy. I could read the reviews here, but I don't get reviews, so it's hard to read them. But here's a great made-up one. Oh, um, this was an incredibly nice background podcast to my cleaning. I loved it. Um, Yasu has such a calming voice. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go and see my YouTube, it's YouTube, my YouTube channel. It's at Yasu Stories. I post there more um, study-related stuff and cinematic vlogs and stuff. Go check it out. My TikTok is at Jay's Stories. I've been posting there, I think, the most because it's so easy. It's like just 15-second videos, and I don't take any pressure from it. Not that I'm taking pressure from these things, but, you know, it takes me time to sit down and, like, talk for an hour, or then my editing takes about, like, five, six hours or ten hours, depending on the video, and filming and all of that. So, um, yeah, much appreciated. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope that you guys have a great day, evening, whenever you're listening to this, and I will hear you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.